Welcome to Houston Sports Talk with your host, Robert Land. Thanks for listening to the best Houston sports podcast. Robert, along with Maya, the longtime Rockets Red Rowdy and a good friend of mine as well. Welcome to a, oh, it's a tough Rockets Warriors game five postgame show. Maya, it was pretty much a disaster in the first half. And once you let the Warriors get rolling at home, they're almost impossible to stop. But the Rockets, boy, they, they were given a golden opportunity with the Durant's calf injury and, and they missed it. This one hurts. I'm just puzzled by um, James Harden's decision to make a quick two and not shoot it from a, a, a three to bring the game within uh, one point. Uh, but it is what it is. I really don't think that uh, P.J. Tucker, was his foot was really out of bounds on that three that he made. It was a lot of questionable contact plays at the end uh, that didn't get called. And I'm, I kind of like that because we can't say that the officiating messed up the game. Ever since game one, the officiating has been pretty on point. And, you know, not not in, it didn't interfere with the Florida game. So um, some of the calls I wish we got, but in a perfect world, you want the ball to determine the game and not a whistle. So um, we did not make a couple of shots that we needed, a couple of free throws, and we were, we were clawing the whole time. We had a brief lead. We didn't hold it. And James Harden just wasn't as aggressive as I think he should have been I think if he would have been a bit more aggressive in the second half, we would have won this game. Yeah, Harden only with 16 shots. He was 10 of 16 from the field, 8 of 10 from the free throw line, 3 of 9 from three-point range, 31 points. But like you said, not not a whole lot of shots. He had eight assists, uh, only four rebounds, which is a little bit lower than normal for him. P.J. Tucker, it, it looked like on the replay from when I saw his foot, his heel was on the out-of-bound marker, so... I mean, I, I don't, oh, okay. I don't know uh, what what you might have seen from the from the uh, television replay, but boy, I mean, Clint Capella, I, I mean, early foul trouble for him. I thought that might help since the Austin Rivers small five lineup had played so well, but the Rockets were minus twenty seven in the fourteen minutes. Austin Rivers was on the floor in the first half, which is against everything. It goes against everything that they had done the first few games in this series with Austin Rivers, and it just seemed like right. Austin Rivers couldn't get it going in this game. I, in the end, he was still – the Rockets were minus 20 with him on the floor. That was worse than everybody else had played, and he, he didn't help. But, I mean, it really hurts because Capella was no good either. Capella still is struggling in this series. I just don't understand what's going on with him. But if you can't get, know, yeah. get anything from Austin Rivers, I don't know how you win this series. I don't understand how uh, Capella would allow Kevin Looney to make more critical plays than him. There were some very, very shaky shot attempts by Capella, and he just blew it. He was rushing it, and the one the one good play he had, they blew away that block. He did block Curry's shot, but they they threw that away. They blew that. They you know they called that off, and then he had an attitude about it. And I'm like, but dude. How many times have you escorted him to the line and didn't block his shot? So I don't feel like you have the right to have attitude about that because you should be blocking more shots than you do. When Kevin Looney blocked that uh, play toward the last uh, the last minute of Chris Paul, that's the kind of defense we need from Capella, like, at all times. And this guy's barely getting paid coming off the bench. I don't want to see Kevin Looney outplay Capella. And I don't know what it, like you said, it's, it's perplexing. I don't know what's going on with him. He's off, he's on, he's off, he's on. I don't understand it. And our starting lineup, we had little room for error. 
if you weren't going to bring in Chris Paul shot has been very suspect and he hasn't really been aggressive. He made zero three point attempts, but he really needs to make some more shots. It's a close game. It's a close series. One or two possessions. We will want it. And he didn't come down when he had clear path to come down and just make a quick layup, um, use his crafty dribbling skills to shake the bigs and get around them and draw a foul. He didn't do it. And then in, in the fact that um, the second half when Harden wasn't aggressive, Chris Paul didn't, didn't even, it didn't even dawn on him to be aggressive. And that's kind of what's bothering me. We have a couple of plays that have decided a couple of games. If you want to win a ring, you have to bring it every night. And you can't have lulls where you're allowing them to go off and you're not trying to at least go back at them offensively. And that's what I didn't see in Chris Paul. Eric Gordon, he tried. He shot his way back into the into into the game. And I, I appreciate that he never gave up. And I love the hustle plays of P.J. Tucker and the steals and everything he's doing but we can't have two out of our five starters not holding their own you said it perfectly I mean that's that's true it's, it's been two of five guys that feels like the the bright lights are not too big for them but the other ones at times uh not not as much I mean James Harden the numbers have been pretty good but like you said he needed to take the bull by the horns in this one and also I mean Chris Paul I don't know how the Rockets win without him and this is so scary because not only is he playing bad, but this is the first year of that $160 million contract. I mean, people are sick and tired of hearing from it, hearing about it, but th- we just have to, have to keep bringing it up. He was 0 for 6 from 3. He's been terrible from 3 this whole series, the whole playoffs, not just this series. He's been terrible for 3 the whole playoffs. He was 3 of 14. Whenever he takes a shot, Maya, I, 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 would, I would like just to lay money that the shot's going to be short. It, he just doesn't have the legs anymore. He doesn't have the legs to get it far enough to get to the basket. That's true. And each time that he stepped in and tried to hit a three, it was a long rebound. And it led to a leak out and a quick play, a quick score on the other side. So not only are you shooting a shot, I mean, um, you're missing the threes, but you're missing them at the wrong time. Like if he would have did a corner three, we might have had a, a chance to rebound it, but when you shoot them at the top of the key and you almost chunking them, which I've seen him do a couple of times, which is the number one sign that your legs are not in it, that leads for a long rebound. And and of course, Golden State is going to catch that rebound and they're going to toss it down and somebody's going to be leaking out and that's a quick two. I feel like Kevin Durant is not going to be in game six. I still feel like we could win this series. They're going to look at some film, and I don't know who has to talk to Chris Paul and say, hey, man, look, could you at least get us 18 points, 16 points? If you do that, it ain't no way they can beat them because they don't have a bench. They don't have a bench. Their bench is not reliable, and our bench has been more reliable. I'm going to give Shump all the credit with them three threes. He had timely threes at that. Uh, Rivers had a one. He, I think he only scored once, but usually – in this series, he's been the X factor. I don't know what was going on tonight. I definitely think he'll bring it um, the next game. So I feel like we do have a chance to still win it, beat them in seven. We're going to have to come back to Golden State, but I doubt very seriously that Kevin Durant's going to play in the next game. I doubt very seriously. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. Uh, what about Daniel House? Do you know, was he available tonight with the toe? I don't know. And I don't think he, he has earned the right to be available because he played like trash the first two uh, games. And the lights did seem a bit too bright for him. It wasn't too bright for Shumper. He had been missing threes all, you know, the second half of the season that he's been with us. He wasn't shooting 
threes at this rate, but he's hit timely ones. He and he plays solid defense. He's not fouling out there like Daniel was. Uh, you know, he's not giving up a lot of fouls. So I really feel like I'm shocked as it, you know, I'm shocked to even say this. I don't want to see House back on the floor. I absolutely don't. Why do we need him? What did he bring? I guess the only reason I asked that is Dan Tony keeps deciding to put in Green for a few minutes and you know, Green can't get going in a few minutes usually, and, and at least House has the ability to play a little bit of defense better than than uh, Green. And, um, I mean, he's got the physical ability to do that. I mean, you know, the switches are a whole other thing, but, you know, I think Green is failing failing at some of the switches. I mean, we've seen Shumpert fail at, at some of the switches on defense, um, some miscommunication. I, there was a real bad one in the first half where uh, Shumpert and Capella – totally miscommunicated on a switch and it ended up in a wide open dunk for golden state. So, I mean, right, if, if, right. if house comes in and he starts it and he hits a couple of three pointers, then you can go, well, let's leave him in because he's not, it's not like he can't play everybody on golden state and, and at least get a hand in a face. And, you know, he's got the length on defense and he's got the athleticism that some of the Rockets, uh, you know, reserves just don't have. Yes, I agree. I agree. But I, I don't think we're going to see him. Um, I don't know what we're going to see, what version of Capella we're going to see game six. Hopefully it'll be a bright version. They didn't let him get dunks. And when he caught the ball with two, uh, two surrounded by two um, Golden State Warriors, he didn't even use his elbows to clear any space and get a foul or try and put back up. He threw it while he would throw the pass out and it just led to turnovers. And I'm like, come on, man. Do you need to get in the weight room or what? I mean, why are you letting these two guys that's at least three inches shorter than you punk you like this? This is unacceptable. It's very unacceptable. On the big stage, too. I mean, it's horrible. It's just horrible. These games are pretty much decided with rebounds, Maya. It's uh, every game. It's uh, 42-39 in this game for Golden State. And every game, it's been decided whoever wins it. The, the rebounds, they, they win the game. And I mean, that the Rockets have got to come out in, this, in, in the next couple of games. And I want to see the hustle on the boards. And I want to see the energy and the effort on the boards. Because when that happens, it's pretty simple. It, it, it's demoralizing for Golden State. It is. They In the first half, we played sloppily. And we were not. I mean, in fact, I think they had three possessions. They had three attempts on one possession. That was unacceptable. And that was Kevin Looney uh, knocking the ball out and Draymond. And, and, um, and But we cleaned it up in the second half because we had, I think, at halftime, it was like an eight-point difference, an eight-rebound uh, difference. So at fourth the end with a three-differential, we did. We tried. And you mentioned in the beginning that uh, James Harden only had four rebounds. This dude usually has six to eight rebounds. And I don't know if there's something going on with him because he didn't grab the bull by the horn. He did not. He did not assert himself offensively in the fourth. And I'm not exactly sure why. I don't want to give uh, Iguodala credit. I really don't. I don't want to give him that. There's a lot of times where, you know, I've I've tried to defend – Harden with a lot of different things. He's he's gotten it from a lot of different sides by the national media during his Golden State series, and you know it, it just seems like it never ends. That Harden gets a lot of flack from everything, but one thing that you know I, I feel is a fair criticism is there are times when the ball goes up on the Rockets' defensive end of the floor, and Harden is standing there instead of either blocking out a guy or chasing a ball. 
That's true. I, like I said, I don't know what was going on today. Um, I mean, he did have 30, and he was efficient. What I do like about tonight, if I'm going to just say something really great about him, is that he was efficient. He didn't jack up a lot of shots. He he was very efficient. And maybe he did a concerted effort to be more efficient. That's why he didn't push the ball more or didn't attack more. I'm not really sure. Um, hopefully the press conference, which, you know, I'll look at in the morning, hopefully he'll give us some feedback or say something to somebody. I asked him about that. Um, Cause I noticed that the announcers kept saying, you know, Harden's been kind of quiet in the fourth and all, all that is leading up to their narrative tomorrow that he faded out or something like that. But I, I, I feel like he was allowing, I think he was trying to get everyone involved offensively because PJ was hitting his corner threes, most of them, and EG and Eric Gordon was high. So I kind of feel like he was just riding that out instead of taking them out of rhythm, which sometimes he do. He takes them out of rhythm with his uh, offense. So I I will play devil's advocate and just say that maybe why he def- uh, deferred more in the fourth. But um, I don't know. It was some. It was just some shaky stuff going on in the last two minutes. I think we should have tried to, uh, you know, shoot a couple more threes than we did. We went for the easy two, and uh, I think we should have hit a couple threes. We at least should have attempted. It's interesting because you know Durant leaves, and you know it, everybody, at, I'm sure, at Golden State or maybe around the country will go, "Oh well, the Rockets should win now because they're without their MVP." Well, let's just look at the each side of the ledger here. The, the Golden State has. Three All-Stars and one MVP without Durant. The Rockets still only have one All-Star and one MVP because Chris Paul is not an All-Star anymore. So uh, if you look at it, you know, you go, well, you take away one, but they still got three guys. They still got an MVP on that team. So they're still going to be really tough to beat. But I'd have looked at it this way, Mai, if you think about it, um, maybe this is a good sign. Last year, game five, the Rockets lose Chris Paul for the rest of the series. They were up three to two after game five. And then Golden State wins the last two games without having home court advantage, which means winning, you know, in Houston in game seven. The Rockets can look at that and go, hey, if Durant is is gone for the series, which is a possibility, I guess, then, you know, this is all the reverse. This is the reverse of exactly what happened uh, last year, maybe. This is true. I feel like um, Steph Curry, he asserted himself because he was getting the ball. When Kevin Durant and Clay were the ones that were hot, and Clay, uh, Steph really didn't have a chance to get his rhythm. But when he did, he inserted himself. And to me, we really have to we have to reorganize our defensive schemes when it comes if we just if we don't have Kevin Durant next game. We're going to really have to uh, – P.J. is going to have to stay on, on on Clay or Steph. That's in my opinion. He's going to have to go at one of those. Will I rather die by uh, Iggy hitting a corner three than Steph or Clay? That's just how it is. Yeah, poor P.J. He's uh, he, he's getting out there for a lot of minutes, and they're hard minutes. He, he picked up 45 minutes in this game, and same as James Harden with 45. Everybody else very much within reason. Uh, Chris Paul and Eric Gordon were – 38 uh, a piece, but uh, yeah, there's a, a lot on PJ Tucker's table. You know, if, if he gets tired at the end of a game and because, and for some reason can't do something, you have to just think in terms of how, how much this guy's out there and how much they're asking him to do. And, and now maybe it'll help. Maybe it's a, it's a little bit less pressure on him 
if Kevin Durant is gone for the next game and maybe the game after that. But interesting to see. Any, any last thoughts, Maya, before we take off? If um, PJ winds up guarding Clay or Steph, the rest of the team's going to have to chip in on his uh, rebounding numbers because he can't be out on the top of the key and rebound. <laughs> he can't be in the paint and at the top of the key. Rebound by committee. Eric's going to have to get in there. Chris, he really don't have a problem getting rebounds. And Harden and Clint, everybody's going to be like, all right, if this is the switch we're going to go with, and, and PJ's the one, our, our leading rebounder, somebody else has got to pick up the slack. They got to, I mean, you got to box out. You have to box out and at least make it a, make an attempt to get the rebound. Make it, I mean, that's 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 my last thought. If that's the uh, if PJ winds up guarding the perimeter with Kate uh, with um on Steph or Clay, that's gonna take him out of that uh, rebounding position. And I hope our team, his teammates, pick up the slack. Man, PJ Tucker, you, you just can't say enough about what he's done in this series. And Eric Gordon, uh, just those two guys deserve to win this series. The rest of the Rockets, they've got to show up in these last two games. Some other people have got to help. You know, James Harden's got to be big uh, these last two games. James Harden, this is it. You know, this the, you keep running into this wall enough times and people are going to be asking, where, where, where is James Harden in the big moments? And, and this is, he's got yet another chance to do it. Um, just want to, Thank Maya again for staying up late and joining me. If you missed it, I spoke to Todd Leonard, who covered the Texans' third-round pick, Kahele Waring. That was in our last podcast. Make sure to listen to that because you'll get really excited about what he can do for the Texans. Hell of a story with a lot of potential for that guy. And that's the third Texans pick we've delved into the show. And I've got a couple more coming up within the next week. You won't get this type of insight on the Texans' picks anywhere else. So I hope... You'll pass the word along if you're enjoying the show. Again, the Rockets, uh, the bad news is they blew a shot. 104-99, they're down 3-2 in the series. The good news is maybe you get the last two games without Kevin Durant, without uh, maybe the best player in the NBA. So the Rockets, uh, they got uh, two chances, and they have no room for error at this point. Again, Rockets lose this one. They're down 3-2 in the series. We'll talk to you again soon. You're listening to Houston Sports Talk. Don't forget to follow Houston Sports Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, the Google Podcast app, or the Stitcher app. You can support us by giving us a five-star review on iTunes or by telling your friends about us. Spread the word, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.